unfortunately, we're seeing uh, that countries, uh, state actors from around the world, whether it's China or others, uh, are continuing uh, to play uh, aggressive games uh, with our institutions, with our democracies, and that's uh, why we are uh, creating new tools to be able to support them. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I said when I heard that answer on Monday by the Prime Minister, who's going to need a much better answer than that. Because we know China is entrench entrenched in this country. They've got operatives working all over the place. Uh, CSIS warned the Prime Minister back in January that China had interfered with the 2019 election, you know, where they funded these campaigns against 11 candidates. But he had he already knew because people were talking about it. Marcus Colgat from Disinformation Watch had done a report on this. Um, Aaron O'Toole had warned them that this is going on. And, and here we are. And just, well, we've got tools available to us. Well, why don't you use them? Well, because we don't have them. We don't have them. Which is why we've got interference happening, not just in our elections, but we've got politicians being paid off by China and they're infiltrating our, our our policies and our politics and so the wolf is in the hen house and we're just handing them the hens so when Trudeau says it's under control why is then that just last week CSIS testified they don't have the tools to understand this threat they're working off of plans from 1984 so it's not true but um, Melanie Jolie is uh, set to reveal apparently a new strategy with China that suggests they are changing their approach. And this week was even warning Canadian firms that doing business with this regime is done at their own risk. What I want to know, who compromised this country? Who sold us out in Ottawa? Dan Stanton has uh, served for 32 years at CSIS. He's now the director of the National Security Program at the University of Ottawa. Good to have you, Dan. Yeah, good morning, Alex. Thanks for having me. You know, I know that there'll be a lot of conversations about um, naming names and that, and I'm sure that they wouldn't want to. But I think a lot of people would like to know who is compromising this country and why would they still be in that position? I mean, Sam Cooper has laid this out in a terrific investigative report this week. But I think a lot of people would like to know who in our governments are selling this country out. Well, that's a good question. I wouldn't I wouldn't quite say people are selling the country out. I think it's just a matter of what we're seeing now is is signs of just how kind of comprehensive the threat is, the, you know, the foreign interference threat, which, uh, as you pointed out, uh, there's been warnings and advisories for, for years that, that mm -hmm. this is happening and, and we, you know, we need to address it and not just continue warning. Um, and that, that this particular reporting, Mr. Mr. Cooper has come forward, is, is one aspect of it. And that's really what it is. It's, it's the, the interference in the elections is one of many um, targets, you could look at it that way, of a foreign state, part of a more comprehensive effort to um, have put forward their particular policy, their particular foreign policy with respect to Canada. And that's, that's really what we're seeing is, is an emerging, um, I don't want to say evidence, but from a public perspective, maybe more tangible uh, proof and demonstration of that, which in the past it was more just a general warning, like, be careful out there. 
Yeah, I mean, the warnings have been coming in for a very long time. And, and I think we have been complacent to our own detriment. And I think a lot of people probably say, well, look, we're probably too late to do anything about it, because we know that the Chinese government has infiltrated our universities. Um, you know, they're infiltrating our, our, our politics. Um, you know, they've got these Chinese police stations where they're harassing and bullying those in, in the Chinese community who, who then, you know, have to worry about family back at home. Um, you know, the, the, this government has been, I think, naive. I, there's plenty of blame to go around on the others, but this government in particular has had seven years to do something, and only now, Dan, have they started to act. I mean, they just got rid of Huawei, probably because our allies were about to cut us off, but still, um, they have been very, very complacent. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, but being optimistic, we're seeing some interesting changes, Alex, and, and I think you alluded to, to that with Madame uh, Jolly. Um, last month, or, Ottawa, or the government ordered China to divest three companies in the mining industry on national yeah. security. Grounds. Which shouldn't have been sold to begin with. It was like, you it sold them all. Sold, and then, but, it, yeah. but what's interesting is that there's this new, I mean, I was quite shocked, as I think you know, most, of the, most of the free world was, and I think this shows uh, a, a recognition in the government that China's not a friend and that um, uh, the government's just been a little too lax on that aspect of national security, that, that, that type of sort of penetration and, and access. And now there's sort of a pushback. And that's why we're having this, this dialogue and, and you're having it on your station, which is, is quite helpful. I think there's a recognition uh, that from the federal government standpoint, that we need to make changes. And my suggestion is we need to make some legislative changes. The prime minister is half right in terms of uh, tools, but the tools will, the, the tools require a change of, of thinking and mindset. And what it really is, it's a reconceptualization of what espionage means. You mentioned 1984 and you're, you're right. There, mm. Except the Security of Information Act, which replaced the war measures, the Official Secrets Act, there has not been any legislative changes to deal with a Canadian who may be complicit or who may be facilitating or may be unwittingly involved in foreign influence. There is on the counterterrorism side. I could, I could spend the next 20 minutes talking about all the amendments and new laws that have made Canada more effective at countering terrorism uh, and prosecutorial outcomes. But on the counterintelligence side, we don't have those changes. We don't have a national security bill like they have in Britain that was passed in mm -hmm. May of year that will now deal with things like funding from the United Front workers into a campaign that will deal with some particular British subjects who may be involved in influence, much like we see here in Canada. So that's really what's needed. It's not more money and it's certainly not no. more warning. It, we need to get some legal uh, uh, bills passed that will allow the government, I'm not talking just CSIS, we're talking about uh, the government writ large to, to apply a Team Canada approach to basically push back. Yeah, look, we don't have a choice. I mean, uh, the Allies have made very clear they've already started cutting us out of conversations because they see us as a vulnerable um, and a risk to them because we have been so blindly naive to China. Um, polling overwhelmingly shows Canadians want us to get much tougher and change our approach. And so it's expected that Jolie is going to come out with this new uh, Indo-Pacific plan. And she made a statement in um, Toronto this week saying, you know, we will challenge China when we ought to and we will cooperate with China when we must. I hope... They come out tough. I don't think we can go any other which way. Um, and so really, I, 
if they don't signal, Dan, that they are serious about changing, it can't just be word service. Where do you see this going? Because I don't think it, it would be a surprise that the Americans are really pressuring. I'm sure that that meeting with with um, Mr. Blinken last week was probably a, a pretty terse one where he said, like, wake up, you guys got to change it. So they're, yeah. they're changing it. Uh, what do we need to see? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's, I mean, on on a, on a, on an operational level, I mean, things are there. I mean, it, it, it's, and I know I spent years dealing with the Five Eyes, and, and we are actually well-regarded and respected. I think where there's a, a lot of questions, let's say, from allies, is our yeah. more overall policy, uh, our, our more efforts. Uh, and you mentioned Huawei. I think that's a good example of that, is, is we just don't have a comprehensive policy. First of all, we don't have a national security strategy. We haven't had one since 2004. <laughs> The Americans just remember uh. because every new administration has to have a national security. So first we have to decide as a government, what is our national security strategy? And it should be China-centric. And then from there, we can come up with initiatives that will, will change things. And, and we've got to make some legislative changes. And, and I think the government knows that. I think they've left it alone. So you've got to understand something. If you're a policymaker, in the past, when you would go and brief them and tell them, here's the situation we have, they would say, well, where's the spy? Well, well there isn't one. Okay, well, what <laughs> yeah. kind of were stolen? Oh, well, there weren't any. Oh, okay, then what's the problem? It's easy to explain espionage because it's black and white. It's, you know, someone in a, a trench coat and fedora. But when you get into foreign interference, it's the grayest shade mm-hmm. of gray. And yeah. policymakers, in some cases, don't understand it. And, and you also have to appreciate the mindset of that foreign state. We in the West, we have a, a, a different way of thinking. I want results next Wednesday at our Zoom meeting. Well, these hostile states don't see it that yeah. way. They go to home game. These are seeding yeah. off. That's why it doesn't really matter if this story is true about the funding and, and the elections. It doesn't matter really who it is, because there's not going to be anybody getting elected or not that election, it's down the road. It's years right. from now. Who will be in a position of influence who can help carry out that state's foreign policy? That's really what we yeah. see happening. It's not somebody who's going to grab a, pot, a bunch of classified files and run out the door with it. Yeah, no, and that's why it's so frustrating because it, it, they are in the long game and the warnings have been here for a long time and they erode yeah. our trust and, and eventually um, it goes away. Just quickly before I let you go, Dan, because I, I could do easily probably an hour on this, um, but should we once uh, once we, we... Yeah. Um, once we've tabled this new policy and given that there is a tone change here, should we be expecting retaliation? Oh, I think so. I think already that they said, I think in reaction to the, the divesting exercise, I think the um, uh, they did come back and say that there probably will. There'll probably now be shortages of minerals that Canada wants. So I mm. think it would, but it'll probably be in a quiet way. I mean, I think they always like to ha- keep this stuff quiet. Um, and so it'll, it'll probably take a while. But I mean, you got to remember, it, 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 you know, targeting Canada doesn't look good. You know, uh, when you look at it internationally, so I don't expect a lot of retaliation. It it, it doesn't look good if Canada is getting annoyed at that other foreign state. It's kind of a good PR thing in a way that they're doing this in Canada and the Canadians are pushing back. Um, so I don't think we would there would be any retaliation. I don't think relations can get any worse than it is right now. I mean, you look at the two Michaels up in there, yeah. which is terrible and a lot of other things, uh, some things that probably aren't even known in the public record. 
So there's really not much more that could be done to worsen the relationship with Canada. I think it's a matter now of we just need to make it quite clear that we're pushing back. Yeah, long overdue. Nonetheless, there will be more conversations uh, had on this, and I appreciate you having it with me today. Thanks, Dan. My pleasure, Alex. Bye-bye. That is Dan Stanton joining us here uh, from CSIS. So we're going to wait for that report. It's supposed to come out any uh, day now, and certainly they're making lots of noise about it, so we'll see what is uh, on display.